welcome to our first Hunter online church service. And I expect many of you are watching this through our Hunter Christian Church channel on Right Now Media, or you may be watching this on YouTube. And over time, we'll be establishing some other platforms or some other ways that we can make our content available, not just to our Hunter Christian Church family, but to anyone watching from anywhere at any time. And so I'd like to pray and then I'd like to start the message I believe God has for us today. So Father God, I just thank you for the amazing uh, technology that this world has. And I just pray, not just for myself, but for churches across the globe as they attempt to stream and present content uh, from leadership to their churches. Lord, I pray you give their pastors wisdom and understanding and give them the right people around them to help them with technology. And I pray that even for us in the next half hour that we would receive something that is coming from heaven. And I pray you give me the ability to communicate that well and give us all the ability to hear what your spirit is saying, not just to our church, but the churches across the globe. And so this morning I want to start this message by showing you a picture. And uh, I'm not too sure you can see that very well, but it's a picture of a little girl. And if you can see the face, which you probably can't, but you, you discover this little girl has got, well, she's dressed very well. And she's got a lovely, a lovely dress on, got some flowers and got a bit of a frown on the face. And so obviously she would be uh, looking at her picture. She would be a flower girl. And I guess as you look at this picture, we can, if we, if we were trying to, to look at the context of this, look at the background of the picture, it might be able to just firm up what we already know. And if you, if I can show you, you might be able to see that this girl's not particularly happy. And so I won't tell you who this girl is, but I'm sure if you were to ask Ali what she was doing at some time, uh, many years ago, she might be able to give you some insight. Anyway, so what I was saying, so in the background of this picture, we can see some bricks, old stone bricks. So we're assuming those bricks would tell us that it's a church or some other old building. And uh, because I know the background, I, I, I know it is a church. And so... Putting the background together with the foreground, we can sort of understand, we can maybe reconstruct the whole picture. And, and I'm sure Ali's older siblings could probably help us understand this or her auntie. But what we discover is that there was a wedding taking place and a little flower girl didn't particularly want to do what little flower girls do. And so the photo that we see in the foreground is of a little flower girl is very upset and but posing nicely for a photo in the foreground but the the background really tells us the background informs us what the story is so there was a wedding it's one of the aunties and Ali was a flower girl and here we discover the background helps us firm up those things we thought regarding who or what this person in this case Ali is doing and so that's the whole I raised I start with this this morning because I really want to talk about something which I really believe is helpful as we try to navigate some of the challenges we face today. And so I read an article recently that gave a very interesting perspective on how we view the images of life. If, you're, if our life is a portrait or a painting or a photo, it is described as having a foreground and having a background. So in the foreground of the photo are the, are the things right in front of us. In this case, the, it was the little girl. That's the thing we can clearly see. 
The foreground is the thing that is we can really easily focus on. The foreground is, is the thing that occupies most of our vision and it's the things that are seen. Now, the, the background is a bit different. The background is not always clear. Sometimes the background is hidden. Sometimes the background can't be seen because the foreground is occupying all the space. But the background in this article I read is the unseen invisible realm. It's the unseen invisible dimension of life and it's, it's always there. It's always constant and it's always unchanging. And the problem is that, that we only, or we often only focus on and see our troubles and trials. And we can too easily focus on the foreground. We can too easily focus on the things that are right in front of our face, our immediate problems. And we can lose sight of the divine background that's meant to put everything else in perspective. And so this morning I want to talk about an invitation. So our series that we started earlier this year is about invitations. And I want to talk about an invitation that Jesus gives to each one of us. It's an invitation to whether we focus on the foreground or whether we focus on the background. And so if you have your Bibles there or if you have your Bible programs open, I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. And yes, I do wear glasses, particularly when I need to read. So uh, in my Bible, it's red, so I'm assuming this is Jesus talking. And Matthew 6, verse 25, Jesus is saying, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and, and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not as dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And so, this is a great teaching passage from Jesus. And I really believe it can help us understand what we need to focus on. Not just in times of crisis, which our whole world is gripped in at the moment. But when our world gets back to normal, there'll be times when this scripture will can really help us in our day-to-day -day lives. So our foreground right now is the coronavirus. It is the, the crisis that has engulfed the world. Our, our foreground right now is the, the news feeds that constantly invade our phones or our screens or the newspapers, if you happen to read newspapers still. The foreground is the frightening realities that the government or the medical prof professions are telling us if we don't put our social distancing in place, what could happen. The foreground is when we look at all these things and focus on these things and right now the foreground is this virus and affects and the effect it's going to have on our health our life our finances everything is occupying the vision of our world right now this is the foreground we can't deny that fact 
but we must remember something really important. It's the foreground, yes, but there is a background. Yes, the foreground is really big. It can be really frightening. It can consume all our vision. But it's, and, and even with this, the size of the foreground right now, it can be hard to see beyond it. It can be hard to see behind it. But the great news is that there is a background. Behind this whopping big thing that is occupying our attention and our time and our finances and our every part of life, be, be beyond what we can see right now, is a spiritual reality that I believe can put everything else in the right perspective. And it's in this passage that, that we read just before that Jesus recognizes both the foreground and the background of life. Now, Jesus isn't dismissing the foreground of our immediate cares. He's not dismissing what we have to eat or, or where we buy our, if we can get enough toilet paper or sanitizer or a pastor or whatever it is you're having trouble to find. Jesus isn't disregarding what do we buy, what do we need. Because they are real needs, and especially in today's world, and especially right now, there's a lot of practical needs that are a real concern to us. But Jesus wants us to know that that is not the whole picture. He wants us to see our needs against the spiritual backdrop. He wants us to look at our needs against the colorful, dynamic background of God's fatherly character and God's kingdom. And it's in the light of that background, it's the light of the background that sometimes we can't see that Jesus teaches us to do two things. And the first thing he teaches us is something to avoid. And uh, the second thing he tells us something to start doing. And so this week we're going to be focusing on don't worry, do not worry. And next week we'll focus on the other thing, which is to seek first God's kingdom. And so let's talk about that. Don't worry. You know, if... In 1988, there was a song that went around the world. I know many of you weren't around in 1988. Many of you were. I certainly was. It was one. It was my. It was uh, my teenage years, and so those songs were really quite meaningful to me. But if the singer, if Bobby McFerrin, who is the singer of a song called, I'm sure you know the song, whether you're young or old, the song was called "Don't Worry." You finish it. Don't worry. You got it. Be happy. If he, if he released that song today, I'm not too sure it would be such a big hit. You know, if, if Bobby released that song and I was interviewing him, I'd say, Bobby, it's a nice song, or it's, it's a song, but why do you say don't worry? See, Bobby, you're not giving me any reasons not to worry. And to be honest, Bobby, if you look at the, the news, if you look at the situation going on, Bobby, there is a lot to be worried about. And a lot that makes us very, or can make us unhappy. And so Jesus here, when he says, don't worry, he's not just giving us a catchy little rap song. In fact, Jesus gives us something that Bobby could not give. He gives us a basis for his instruction. In fact, three times in this passage, Jesus tells us, don't worry, don't be anxious. So you might be thinking, well, well Jesus, if you understood my, my work situation, I had to, uh, I was asked to leave work or they've stopped us, the, the shifts have dried up or my, my health, I need to get to a doctor or I've been isolated or my supplies are running out. You know, Jesus, if you understood the, the problems that I have looking after my, my family that I can't get to, the social distancing, Jesus, if you understood all of that, the, the news reports, I'm sure Jesus, I'm sure you'd understand I've got a reason to worry. 
I've got a reason to be concerned. In fact, if you received some of the letters from me earlier this week, you would notice I put a, a scripture in from Isaiah. I'd like to read that. It's Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And God says, don't panic. Look, this is a really, really helpful verse, especially for us in today's world. God says to you, don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear, for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. I will keep a firm grip on you. That's Matthew 41 verse 10 from the Message Translation. And so God is telling us, don't panic. Now, he gives us a reason for that. It's because he is with us. God tells us there's no need to fear. And certainly across the face of the planet, a lot of people are in fear. But here God says there's no need to fear because why? Because he's our God. He says, because I'm your God, I'll give you strength and I'll help you. I'll hold you steady and I'll keep a firm grip on you. What a great encouragement from scripture. Jesus tells us the reason we don't have to panic. The reason that we don't have to fear is that God is with us. Hey, that's the background. That's the kingdom reality, that God is with us. In the verses before, before the passage we read today, Jesus talked about, talks about the nature of our Heavenly Father. In Matthew 6 verse 4, he'd say, Give your gifts in private and your Father who sees everything will reward you. In verse 8, he says, Don't be like them. He's talking about those who just um, pray and just babble on with, with, with just talking and talking and talking. He, Jesus says, Don't be like those guys, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. And so we discover that God sees everything and God knows everything. And in the passage that Jesus, we read today about the, uh, the lilies and the birds, Jesus also describes God as a father who provides or cares. That noise was the other camera falling off his perch. So we're going to pause and get that fixed up. Hey Sam! Jesus describes God as a father who provides and cares. And that's why Jesus can tell us not to worry. Because that is the background to our foreground. Verse 25, Jesus says, That is why I tell you not to worry about your life. Whether you have enough food or drink or clothes, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? See, we, we focus on the wrong things and we ask the wrong questions. It's too easy to get focused on our immediate needs. It's if all we're doing is asking the questions, what if I don't get this? What if this happens? What if my health or the doctor or my bank or my job? Jesus says, hey, take your eyes off the foreground for a minute and look at the birds of the air. Look at the lilies in the field. God provides for the birds. Aren't you more valuable than them? God cares for the flowers. Why do you also care for you? The answer is very clear. Of course he will. And when we place our faith in what Jesus has done for us, God becomes our father. And as our loving father, we see that God is working in our background and in the foreground of our lives. He's at work in the seen and in the unseen for our good, for our care, to protect us and provide for us. You see, this is the background that Jesus wants us to focus on that Jesus wants us to remember, that Jesus wants us to rediscover. It's in this background of God's provision and God's care and God's love and God's incredible power and availability 
It's in that background is where we find hope. It's in that background where we find peace. It's in that background where we find joy. It's in this background that we see of God's presence and reality that we discover that death is not the end. It's in this background that we discover the and, and experience the unconditional love and acceptance of God. It's in this background we find all of God's precious promises for his children, for his family. And if we, if we don't look at the background, if we dismiss the background, all we have is the foreground. And to be honest, the foreground is pretty grim. The foreground, based on all around the world and the reports and the stuff that you've been reading and I've been reading, the, the foreground doesn't look so good. Ultimately, in the foreground, there's no long-term solution for our anxiety and for our worry and for our fears. The late atheist Christopher Hitchens, he wrote this in one of his books. He said that there is no escape from anxiety. Now, why would he say that? Well, I believe the answer he'd, he'd write that is because he refused to exist and acknowledge the background. All he had was the foreground. And he refused to acknowledge the, that God is in the background. And to be honest, that is the state of play in this world. If we cut God out of our background, that is all we have. We've got worry, we've got concern, we've got things that are out of our control. But remember, there is a background. And so, as we wrap up today, I'd like you and your family to, uh, in just a moment, to, re to reflect on a few questions. I'd be asking you the question, or to ask yourselves the question, where are we looking? In the midst of all that's going on in the world, what is it that we're looking at? What is it that's focusing all our attention? What is it that is consuming all our conversation? What is it that's consuming all our worries, our cares and concerns? Are you looking at the foreground or are you looking at the background? Are you worrying about all the, the things you can see? Because if you are, I really want to encourage each one of you, all of us, we need to be taking our eyes off the foreground. I know they're real. I know they're difficult. I know there's so many unanswered questions and a, and a reality that lays in front of us that no one knows. But what I do know is in the background is a good God, a good and loving God who not only cares for the birds of the air, but he also cares for the lilies of the field and aren't you more important than them? Of course you are. And do you think a loving father who looks after the birds and the lilies, do you think he is, he is going to not look after you? That's a great encouragement from Jesus. That's the reason we can, when Jesus can say, don't worry, be happy. Well, don't worry, trust God. And so as we close this uh, session this morning, as we close our first Hunter Christian Church uh, online sermon. I'm going to get everyone, if you're comfortable, and I want you just to close your eyes just for a moment. I want to read a scripture to you. And as we do, just allow the words to wash over you, and then I'll close in prayer, and then our service will be finished. So our scripture reading is from Isaiah chapter 40. And Isaiah would write this. Eyes closed. I'm watching you. Actually, you don't have to close your eyes. I just want you to settle your heart. Isaiah says, Lift up your eyes. Look at the night skies. 
Who do you think made all of this? Who marches this army of stars out each night, counts them off each, calls them by name? So magnificent, so powerful. Who is this? And he never overlooks a single one. Why would you ever complain saying, God has lost track of me? He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. And he gives fresh strength to those who drop out. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Isaiah says, lift up your eyes. He says, stop focusing on the foreground. Start focusing on the background. Start looking at who it is that is at work in the background of your life and in the background of this world. And when we can see and focus and trust that God, then we can, as Jesus said, we can not worry. That we can find peace in this troubled time. And that we, as God's children, can be carriers of peace to those around us. If you're still at work, you can take peace to the hospital or to your to your medical center or to your wherever you work. There's not too many of us still working at in, in the market in the shops. But wherever you go, you can take peace, you can take joy, you can take rest, and you can take love because that's in you, and that's the nature of God that's at work in the background. Lift up your eyes. Take your focus off the foreground. Start looking to the background. I'm going to pray. So Father God, I thank you for the opportunity I've had to share this morning with our church family and with those who might be listening from different places at different times. And Lord, I just thank you for technology that we can do it this way. But more than that, Lord, I thank you that you are at work in the background of our lives. Lord, I acknowledge our foreground is difficult. Lord, I acknowledge that there's worries and strains and pressures and uncertainties. But Lord, I thank you that, Jesus, you tell us not to worry. Because you are with us, you are for us. That you care for us, that you see everything, that you know everything. And that you care and provide. And that when we lift our, our eyes to you, we can find incredible strength, incredible peace and incredible joy. And so, Lord, I pray you help us this week as we as we wrestle with what comes this week. Whatever announcements come, Lord, I pray that we'd always know that you're there, that nothing catches you by surprise. And I pray that you'll help us to learn how not to worry, how we can that we how we can accept the invitation that you give us, not to focus on the foreground, but to focus on the background, because you're in both of them. And I thank you that you are here for us right now in our lounge rooms, in our cars, wherever we go, that you're with us. And we just thank you for all of that in Jesus' name. Amen.
So great. Thank you for that. I think that worked reasonably well. And so I'd encourage you in your family or if you're by yourself, give a friend a call and just maybe pray for one another. Just have a talk and talk about our foreground, talk about our background, talk about how we can trust, how you can trust Jesus in a greater way. I look forward to seeing you again soon. And uh, we just we just love you guys. We're praying for you guys. And we know that God is at work in the midst of this. God bless you.